Hello, and welcome to episode 241 of the Nerd Stravaganza podcast, where we're all billionaires and we all aspire to uh, secondary careers for some reason. I'm Moneybags Tom. Um, Scrooge McDuck Cam. <laughs> And I'll remind our listeners that there's no way they're going to go swimming in our uh, vault of gold unless they give us absolute gold on iTunes. Check us out weekly, rate us well, give us good reviews. We do appreciate that. We'll invite you over for a swim in the coin pond. The money bin, yeah. <laughs> Never really understood the security. He had like a giant lock and then like his entire fortune was just like a smog-like pile of gold. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean... <laughs> He didn't want a bank or electronic yeah. currency. I guess it makes sense. I guess. I mean, you would think Scrooge himself. He would. He would be a banker, or you know, he would be plugged into that whole system where he. Yeah. Would, he would have trust in it. And the coins don't seem to be very like. I don't know. It didn't, didn't make sense. Like, it, it didn't seem very practical to have the coins. You think you'd have like some bars or diamonds, something smaller. You know, a little, a little easier to. Yeah, I mean, you could almost swim in like loosely packed cash, but. You know, like paper money, but those coins, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I guess Duck, in Duckburg, that's just the way they do things. That's, that's how they roll. That's how they pay their bills. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, did we introduce ourselves as, Tam, as Tom and Cam? No, yeah, we did the whole we, money back thing. Oh, yeah. Wow, I lost track. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> anyway, this week, in case we haven't sort of tipped you guys off, we're going to be talking about, well, I don't really know that that was much of a tip, uh, sort of the... Like billionaire, uh, money, you know, moneyed superhero uh, archetype, uh, as sort of personified by like Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne and others in, in like comic books and sort of nerdy fiction, and what their like real world equivalents are. Um, several uh, philanthropic and otherwise billionaires come to mind that we could bring up as examples, and. Uh, Maybe contemplate some ways people who have done very well for themselves can do good for the world. So we will, uh, yeah, that's basically the topic. I think that's a that's a fair sum, uh, summarization of it, Cam, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Before we get to that, though, you're going to have to just uh, hold on to your billfolds for a while. Because I think we should probably share with you, I mean, apart from swimming in our money bins, what we've been up to. This past week, I think we ought to give our audience a weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. I think you went first last week, Cam, so I'll go first this time. And I have been... What the heck have I been doing? I know I've done stuff this week, but I it's not springing readily to mind. Man, I, just, I think I've just been busy. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I've been playing some more of that Kingdoms of Amalar game, which is epic at its scale. I, I cannot seem to... <laughs> I I want to put it behind me at this point. Like it's, it, it, I mean, I'm getting my money's worth out of it, but I, I just I just wanted to like to end. <laughs> yeah. At this point. But yeah, uh, basically doing that, and uh, I want to say that I maybe have done something else, kind of geeky or nerdy this week. But yeah, I've been like super busy preparing for this move to Seattle. Uh, so that has occupied a lot of my free time. So boring update. I've been just playing some video games and, uh, oh, I watched civil war again. The, uh, Marvel, the Captain America civil war movie. Yeah. Was it better for you the second time around or honestly? Yeah. It, 
it's a good movie, but I, I, I came away. I couldn't help but compare it to uh, Batman v Superman. And like, they were both kind of like downer movies. And for some reason, everybody loves civil war. They hate Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I, I did enjoy it. I'm actually looking forward to the uh, full fledged. Well, I guess the next Avengers movie, which is that, is that when, uh, what's his face is supposed to come to town? Um, Oh my god, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Thanos. Thanos, yeah. They, yeah they, I think they're starting the uh, full-fledged into the Thanos quest now. Okay, that should be that should be awesome. I think they could do more than two movies out of that, but I, I've heard it. I've heard it's slated for two movies. And... Well, I think it's slated for two movies, but I think every other movie is going to be, like, involved. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, uh... I'm, like, like, you know how, like, a lot of it, a, a lot of that Thanos quest started with the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with Nebula and all those guys or whatever. And then now I think number two is going to have to do with that as well. I mean, the infinity stones have been in like every, every movie, you know what I mean? So it's, so like, is he going to like, is he going to like kick the door into every movie and like grab another stone basically as he's like assembling them? Yeah, it's probably all going to mash up and then probably end. I would think end with the last Avengers, the second Avengers installment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. That that makes it better then, because the I'm thinking they're going to do it over two movies, but no, it could definitely stretch over all these other movies in that universe now. So that makes it possibly way more epic, which is kind of what we want. Yep. I mean, epic in the traditional sense, not in the like five years ago, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, faddish use of the term. Yep. Okay. That gives that gives you a better a better feeling about the scale. And uh, oh, uh, j- just sort of that actually did remind me of something. I'm. Now, just over a year behind on reading my Wired magazines, so I'm okay. I'm like de- December 2015, and they're talking about Star Wars and how we'll never see the end of Star Wars and all that. And basically, like every franchise, you know, DC with its comic stuff, uh, Marvel with their comic stuff, and so on. Yeah. And interestingly, I think Paramount or whomever owns the Transformers license, they are all about these like like perma universes now where these movies are just going to go on indefinitely. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, why, why throw away the cash cow when you can keep cashing in, you know? Yeah, basically. I mean, they they were saying like, it's, it's a lot like TV, except that there's a lot more on the line with each installment. You know, you screw up a TV episode, the season can recover, but if you screw up a movie, you've just sunk like, you know, huge sums of money into making it and you may turn off the audience, you know? Yeah. Not that, not that there seems to be any bar too low for the Transformers movies, because, <laughs> and, and I'm guilty, man. I I actually will. I I like watching those big stupid like <laughs> smashing robot movies. I mean, but they're, they're okay. I mean, they're 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 entertaining for sure. I mean, I, you know, the last one they did with what was Marky Mark, that was all right. I thought, you know, I mean, no, that was the most recent one, right? Yeah, I mean, no worse than the uh, Shia LaBeouf and. Uh, <laughs> that other chick actually yeah. actually it was better like i at the end of that movie i was like man what happens next yeah i'm like actually I, and i had watched i had done a little marathon of i may have mentioned this in a previous episode i did a marathon of all the awful movies before that one to prepare for that one and then i was like damn this was actually a huge improvement yeah like nobody's pe- nobody's peeing or farting out a parachute or anything like yeah well i mean I, I, it's, it seems like it's been a long time between that one and, and the new you know the newest installment yeah, I think like they're probably like taking their time to to make this into a little more compelling series, but they don't need to because people just like you literally can do like like caricatures of like different ethnic groups and people money take my money. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, I thought 
I know we talked about this on a previous episode, probably when that was a timely issue of Wired. But yeah, we're 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 going to see these franchises go on, and uh, as we've discussed, I'm sh- it wasn't mentioned in the article, but I'm sure they're just dumping money on Rowling to try to keep the Harry Potter universe going forever. Yeah, she's she's going to keep milking that cow, which I don't blame her. Hey, you know, nah, me neither, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a you raise the cow, you might as well milk it. And she's actually a pretty good person. I mean, it seems like she she gives a ton of money to charity. So, oh, brilliant! I mean, if okay. she's giving it to charity, then hey, you know, that works out well because I could. I was, it, it, for the sake of not making this all about men, I was thinking of uh, an example for our topic later. So we'll use Rowling as an example of a wildly successful person doing good in the world. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely add her to the mix. Cool, cool. Anyway, that's it for me. I didn't think I had much of an update, but it turned out I ran my mouth for like five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> what have you been no, up man. to, man? Uh, just got back from the Great White North, uh, up in Toronto and Canada and Cleveland, <laughs> by way of Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> went to see my companion's family up there for a little post-Christmas, New Year's fun, and then uh, took a trip to Niagara Falls and Toronto, two places, two places I've never been, which was awesome. Uh, you know, we came 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 to you live from Toronto last week. Uh, right. Got to see a ton of great, really cool things. Um, Took some great photos, ate some great food. I mean, they really that Toronto has uh, really impressed me as a city. Uh, it's like New York, but like much cleaner and nicer. And you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, New York is New York. I love New York. You know, it's the quintessential American city, and you know, it'll it'll always be you know number one in my heart. But Toronto is really nice. I, I gotta admit. Um, so that was fun. Um, let's see, nerd wise. Uh, Got back on on a Sunday, went to game night Sunday night. That was cool. Played some. Oh, that was the other thing too. When I was there, I think I I, I mentioned last week, but went to Snakes and Lattes, which I've always wanted to go to, and I went to another game called the the A Game Cafe, uh, oh. which was also cool. It was you know it, it, to compare the two, uh, Snakes and Lattes is I guess the Walmart of or the you know <laughs> the, the the big box store of gaming cafes. I mean it was huge. It was a well oiled, well run money-making machine um this place was much smaller it was like on the second floor of a three-story building where it was like sort of like a restaurant on the first floor the gaming cafe on the second one and i think like someone's like house you know, apartment on the third floor you know and like you literally like went in and like you could either go to the right into one door and go to the restaurant you had to go upstairs and go to the right and it looked like a front door of like someone's apartment but it was actually the gaming cafe and then you went up to the third floor you could see like another door up, up top but it was nice it was it was it was cozy but it was nice they had you know good coffee good tea pretty decent sl- they i mean they only had maybe one third of the selection of games there that they did at the snakes and lattes but you know, sure. we found plenty of games to play for four or five hours, so that was cool. So that was cool. Um, setting up uh, my con season this year. Uh, got about ten cons to go to at least, so that's nice. Nice. You know, Gen Con and uh, New York Toy Fair and uh, BGG Con and all the good stuff. You know, all the good good cons are, are, are lining up this year, so I'm excited about that, getting ready for that. As a f- are you going as a fan or as a representative? No, of no, no. I'm both? going. Yeah, I'm going with Yellow um, as, nice. as their general counsel, which is awesome. Um, so we're just getting travel plans all lined up. Um, it's fun. It's just this year is just. It's like I, I feel like my whole year is like almost planned out already because I've got this year pretty much this month already booked up. Next month is almost filled up, and like it's like pretty much every two months there's a con. So I've got to set set aside like at least a week for each each of those. 
And then I've got my wedding in uh, late November, early December. Uh, I've got to plan my bachelor party. Got to plan. Oh, got to plan my honeymoon. Uh, <laughs> I got my big four zero birthday coming up. Got to plan that. Nice. So it's like, you know, definitely not complaining. Got a lot, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, got got to get it all scheduled. So that's cool. And um, and yeah, and the, I guess the other thing is the last thing I'll say is. Uh, I got my security cameras all installed in my house. I think I think I mentioned it last week. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did that, that, that was yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so I came home. I got the guy coming this week to just do some final tweaks and do a you know just basically a couple little more installs and a couple little more things. But that's all set to go. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I got a couple games. I got. Uh, Up I Go, which was an Indiegogo that I've been waiting for for a while. It's a like a anime uh anime card game um and i've got a couple other games coming uh hopefully this week um from kickstarter my el alamine and uh which is a japanime another uh anime sort of uh deck building game so looking forward to that and yeah i think that's it cool man sounds like a uh, pretty full slate for you yeah yeah been just moving moving and shaking man i Speaking of honeymoons and engagements and all this other stuff, I, you know, I am kind of putting the cart before the horse or vice versa, but every time I try to ask my companion, like, for some, hey, here's a thought about a place to, you know, do X, Y, and Z in the way of a wedding or a honeymoon, right. her, her, like, sock response is, no questions have been asked yet, so I can't really comment on that. I'm like, <laughs> well, she, she's very smart then. She's trying to get you to... Uh you know, uh, put, put to actually put the cart in front before the horse, you know what I mean? To, to put the horse in front of well, the cart anyway. <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to hitch the horse up, but I want to know like that on the other side of the question, there's like some, <laughs> some cool stuff that's going to go down. You know, I don't want to just like, I, I don't really like jumping in, you know, with both feet without like looking at the water first. That's you know? funny. Like, <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I was the lawyer. You, 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 well, you, you want, you want the, uh, well, if I do this, then you agree to X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I, I, right. I, I, women don't typically respond very well to that. Yeah, no, no, they do not. They do not. I, I just, I don't know how to put it. I just want like kind of a, uh, just a memorandum, you know, <laughs> uh, of intent. In, in binding letter of intent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like just something like indicating that, you know, <laughs> but uh yeah there's all sorts of cool like possibilities out there for for honeymooning i won't ask you to divulge those during the uh during the show but i hope it's gonna be something cool yeah no i don't care but i mean we're we're planning to go to south africa for for ours oh sweet yeah it's gonna, nice and we're because we're, well we're doing it um you know my companion is a teacher so we have to do it uh, during her one of her breaks, you know, whether it's summer, winter, or whatever, and we're planning a sort of a fallish uh, December, you know, late November, early December wedding. So sure, yeah. we want to get married over like a long weekend, and then just hit the honeymoon right after Christmas, basically. And we don't want to go anywhere cold. Every we, we've gone on a bunch of trips over the last year or two, and like every place we've gone has been super cold. So. Um, I mean, just speaking, I mean, just, we just were in Toronto. It was like literally like negative zero with the wind chill, you know? <laughs> uh, so she's like, we're going somewhere warm for our, for our, and I was like, that's fine. And neither of us are really big beach people. I mean, the beach is here. It's like 15 minutes away from the house. So it's, right. you know, we don't need to travel to go to a beach. 
So South Africa seems like, and she's sort of like the campy type, you know. She she likes to camp and be outside, sure. and we we go bike riding and hiking and all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, we're thinking of doing a, a South African like photo safari type thing or whatever. So I mean, it, that's the preliminary plan. Uh, we've got to, but we've got to put all the details together first. Cool, man. That sounds. Uh... That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, it sh- uh, should be cool. Commend your choice of a of that time frame, November. That's kind of what, for whatever reason, that's like when I was thinking too, like toward the end of the year, mainly because it buys me time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we we've got to like take into account uh, like family and stuff like that. So we're, it, it, it it basically works for everybody. If we get married on like a weekend, either end of like right after Thanksgiving or early December, and then yep. and then we're free to do our we're free to do our you know, honeymoon, whenever we want, basically after Christmas. So, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, and we we want to get married at the Morikami Japanese Ooh. Japanese Gardens here in in Palm Beach uh, near, nearby. That, that's a great. I was just there actually oh, for the New Year's uh, celebration. Yeah, that is a that is an awesome locale. Yeah. So, you get married in that big castle building, or how does that? Or is that where the like the things the festivities are held? Or it, it's like you do it outside? it's like outside in front of that big like water pond thing like the the big oh cool yeah that's awesome yeah so we're, we're looking forward to that sweet man that sounds that sounds cool um okay well we got off i'm sure it'll be a nerdy wedding <laughs> we kind of went off in a few directions <laughs> there but that, always good to plan for the future yep uh anything else no that's it that's it cool all right weddings to commence uh, later in the year it sounds like yeah Wow, a lot, lot going on in our lives. And I think our listeners at this point are pretty much filled on everything that matters in the world. But I'm told <laughs> I'm told that outside the context of our lives, there are also goings on that are of some interest to some people. So what do you say we talk them over in the segment that we sometimes call the news extravaganza? Not a problem. Let's uh, now, yeah, like I said, let, now that we've got all the important stuff out of the way, I'll, I'll just fill you in <laughs> on the minor things going on. Um Got a lot of video game and movie news. Uh, what do you want, video games first or movies? Uh, let's do movies, save the best for last. All right, so it seems that Deadpool has some real Oscar buzz this year. Oh. I guess it got nominated for a couple of uh, Golden Globes and okay. uh, shot uh, Ryan Reynolds back into the, the forefront, uh, You know, put him back into the mainstream before he was just stuck doing the rom-coms and all that stuff because all of his other movies were crap. Uh, but now, you know, he, I mean, let's be honest, he, he did a great performance, he, he played Deadpool, I thought, to a T, uh, made X-Men fun again, basically, so, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, they're, they're saying that, he, that, uh, that it's, it's a dark horse, but, uh, it could get a nomination, uh, I don't think it'll win, but, uh, it definitely could get recognized with a nomination, which would be pretty cool to see, cool. to see a superhero movie getting that kind of, you know, acclaim. Sweet, man. Uh, oh, that reminded me, actually, something else I learned in that Wired uh, yeah. magazine from lat- from December 2015. Um, you know you know how the Marvel properties are, like, owned by all these different rights holders? Yeah. Apparently, Deadpool is owned by one of the, like, I don't remember which studio, but, like, the non-Marvel studio. Oh, wow. And, uh, which explains why, e- even though they kind of fourth wall broke it and said we couldn't afford the licensing for the other characters, uh explains why there was a paucity of uh <laughs> marvel characters in the movie yeah it was just uh oh who was it uh 
oh, I can't think right now. The the metal dude, uh, Colossus. Yeah, yeah, Colossus and uh, Son- Baldy, Sonic, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Screecher. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought all in all that still felt like it was part of the universe enough because like they were on like one of the giant like helicarriers and so on like at the end if you recall yeah so i think there's still some cooperation going on to make it kind of a universe even though it's different studios i mean hopefully i mean i I thought they had decided to do that you know a while back which only makes sense for them because i mean you know it it just seemed like the non-avengers holders were just falling way behind you know I mean, those X-Men movies weren't that great. Um, a couple of them are okay, but, you know. I mean, and, and forget about Fantastic Four. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? So, like, they, they all need to sort of, and, and Spider-Man or whatever, they all need to, you know, just sort of pool their resources. I, I mean, I think it would be a lot better for everybody if they just sort of split up the pie a certain amount of ways and just, you know. Their pie would be much bigger if they did it right and put it all together. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. And, and not only that, but just the, the brand, you, you know what I mean? Like, it would just be, you don't want to be seen to be making bad movies. I mean, even if you make the same amount, same amount of money or even but a little bit of less, a little bit less, but you're, you're, you're increasing your brand recognition in terms of like making good movies in that genre, then, you know, so that open, how, opens up, right, you know, your franchising and you know, all kinds of other rights as well. How would that work? Would you like? Would you license back your license to the people that are doing it right, or would you just work in concert with them a little more carefully, or you know? Yeah, you would just you would just cross license everything to whoever was making the specific movie, you know, and okay, just and just okay. agree like, listen, we'll let you use these guys, you let us use those guys. Oh, and... okay, like a like a reciprocity like thing where we'll 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 help each other out. Right, like, right, but but you would see the problem is that then like the people that are making good movies are going to be like, well, we don't want to lend you our guys because then you're going to make crap movies, you know. So you would you would have to make a decision of like, okay, Marvel Studios is making spectacular movies. You guys are making great movies, so we'll uh, we'll we'll license you our characters, but we want a cut of we want a cut of the pie, I see. you know. And then you'd have to ne- you'd have to negotiate what that cut would be, obviously. Or you You'd or, have to get past the yeah. Or you could even hire them to to make your movie for you. You know what I'm saying? See that would be that'd be cool, but you'd have to get past your own like studios egos. You know the 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 corporate officers and and the you know, all all of the uh, industry insiders like oh we can do a better job than them. Even though <laughs> time and time again you have proven that you cannot. Yeah, I mean I think especially in Hollywood the dollar reigns supreme. You know I mean yeah you know you hear about these studio heads with like huge egos, but at the end of the day, they won't be the studio head for long if they keep making bad movies and not making a profit. So I think, you know, if I was an enterprising studio head, I would look to make good, you know, do whatever it took to make the movies good and then take the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though our studio didn't technically make the movie, I put the deal together to put out that amazing movie, and everyone knows that those that that's our, you know, it, it, you see it all the time. It's like five different, like, studios in the very beginning of the movie. It's like, uh, XYZ production in conjunction with, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah, in conjunction with blah, blah, blah. That's all these studios that basically got together and made the movie. So you could just do that and be like, look, look at this awesome movie we made. Even though maybe Marvel Studios did the, you know, the, the most of the work, you can still take the take the credit for that being your studio's movie. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I mean, I think that's that sounds like a great. 
a great way to go. I mean, I'd love to see what, for example, what Marvel Studios would do with X Men. I would like to see just yeah. like, undeniably good. Although the past couple have been okay, they've been they've been way better. But I'd yeah. love to see what they could do with that series. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they should make me the studio head. And I'll, t- <laughs> I'll make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that yeah, I think that would that would really make everyone not not just everyone in the business industry happy but everyone i think the fans much happier too because you'd be getting a much better product you know yeah it seems it seems dumb not to maximize the value of that license by right you know making by cashing in on it basically yeah i mean like do we need another bad fantastic four movie no like we need fantastic four to be which is one of my favorite franchises to be in good movies with other awesome like you know here superheroes but, but uh, you know. I'll say this about Fantastic Four. I mean, that that new one was a total a total stinker. But the other two were not so great. And what you have to start with is Thing. Like, how do you get Thing? Like, how do you get him right? Like, how do you get him? Like, you either put a guy in a stupid rock costume or you do a big CG monstrosity. But it seems like they can't find the balance there. I mean, I think the technology's there. I mean, you you know, same thing with the Hulk. Like, the Hulk has been terrible, but the only time he's been good is when he's been in the actual Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, like right. Whoever owns the license of the Hulk realized real quick that this Eric Bana and whatever, whoever they, you know, all these these last two or three, I think, didn't, like, Ang Lee make one, too? Like seven, a- a- Ang Lee made the first one yeah. with, the, with the, the killer poodle and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. They realized right away, all right, we did a shit job. Let's license that to the Avengers and let's get it right, you know. And he's freaking awesome, Bruce. Ban- you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Mark he's Ruffalo, great. amazing Bruce Banner, and awesome CGI with with with, with him. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's I, I mean that is what you would need to do on just a larger scale with the X Men and, and and the Fantastic Four. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's make it happen. Let's use our our industry influence oh, to yeah. make this happen. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make some calls. <laughs> do that man yeah, do I'm that I'm sure Sony Universal and all those guys will take my call immediately um, for sure so yeah I, I think that oh I'm sorry tech, I need shit getting blown shit, up shit, man shit. that's the studio that's the studio yeah, calling that's now it. they're like well, this guy knows what he's talking about let's text him right away um, Crochet we love your ideas yes. <laughs> what's it gonna take to get you to work for us yes we, we want you on board uh, um, no but uh, but yeah so yeah I think that's really what they need to do but uh, you know hey what do I know I'm just a corporate lawyer with 15 years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> and the general counsel for a yeah. world-beating game company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, so that's movie news. Uh, well, there's a couple more movie news. Um, Woody Harrelson has signed on for the Han Solo prequel film. It is, Woody Harrelson? Yes. It is unknown as to what character he'll be playing, but he has been confirmed that he will be in the movie. Oh. That should be, huh? I'm cur- I'm, I'm really curious as to what kind of role they're going to cast him. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, look at Rogue One. I mean, I, I, if I had to say, I had one issue with Rogue One. It was with Forrest Whitaker. Oh, really? You didn't like him, or you didn't like his character? I'm just not a fan of him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> I feel like he's like this. It's like the Denzel effect. Like he's like the same character in every movie. You know, like you just. Play. It's like overacting almost, you know what I mean? Child! What? <laughs> You're here to kill me? Like, like I mean, just so bad, I felt like. I was like, I was almost cringing. And, uh. and I was just like, man, if they, I would have rather had them just gone with some no-name. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
or or someone who's like sort of up and coming, like like Bodhi. All right, Bodhi, the guy that played the 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 the, cat, the defector or whatever. Yeah, yep. That guy is awesome. His name is he's a Pakistani actor. I forget his name, um, but he played the kid, in, the main role in the that uh, HBO series, The Night of. Oh, that was him, which, really? which I raved about. Yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was the kid that got accused of the murder or whatever. Like, okay, that yeah. that was him. And I thought he was amazing. You know what I'm saying? I thought he did a great job. I mean, all those guys, everyone else, I thought did an amazing job. Uh, but I don't know, man. Forrest Whitaker, come on, buddy. Like, <laughs> I think when you say that Denzel effect, like it's it's hard to see Denzel Washington or Forrest Whitaker or like. Um, I'm trying to think of another one who just plays himself in whatever role. Uh, uh, almost, you know, almost Tom Hanks, even now, you know. Yeah, like a, a leading man type. Like you can't, you can't see the role for the actor, right? Like that. Right. It's hey, there's Forrest Whitaker as this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's Forrest Whitaker <laughs> playing Forrest Whitaker. They just gave him a different name. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Except now he has like a robot leg and like yeah, like Mads Ma- Mads Mikkelsen, which was Urso the uh, Galen Urso. I mean, he's a big name actor, but I, he was. I thought he was awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other what other big names they had in the movie. Um, but everyone else, you know, was just sort of like, you know, newcomers, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought that's, I mean, well, that's, you know, that's the Star Wars thing, you know. But, like, I, I thought that was awesome. And I think they should have just stuck to that. Man, I'm glad you actually got me. That It was something, I liked the character, but there was something about it I couldn't get behind. And it was that effect. Like, it would have been... They could. They might as well have cast like Al Pacino or something. Yeah, yeah. Al Pacino's another one. Yeah, yeah. Al, Al Pacino's <laughs> another one. Yeah. All he, all he does is just he just yells, and it's same thing with yeah. Same thing with Forrest Whitaker. He just makes that weird face and like sc- <laughs> a sc- screechy voice. Uh, I don't know, man. Child, what are you doing? Ugh, yeah, I can't really do a Al Pacino like. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's or uh, what's the who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Robert De Niro, you know he—it's uh, hard to unsee him when he's in a movie. Yeah, but he, you know he's getting better. Like, well, not better, but like at least he can be funny. You know, uh, sure. I saw I saw him with some movie, some kind of grandpa, dirty grandpa, or something like that with uh, with Zac Efron. Um, and he was fucking hilarious. Was it, good? it was hilarious. I mean, if you <laughs> if you like like raunchy humor or whatever, it was really funny. Um, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But anyway, like yeah, it, so. It, it, Regardless, back on back on track. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. R- Woody Harrelson, I, I guess, is, is character actorish enough to to be something different. I guess because like he, I thought he was good in the Hunger Games. You know, he can be funny. He can be. He, he can transform himself a little bit. Um, you put a we'll friggin' see. some antenna on him and you know blue skin or something, he'll be fine. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how Woody does. Um. So, Ghost in the Shell, we talked about uh, a yep. f- several episodes back. Um, it's coming out this summer. Uh, they are releasing the original anime, Ghost in the Shell, um, on in, in I think February seventh and February eighth. It will be on big screens in the United States. So, if you go to Funimation's website um, and type in your uh, zip code, it will let you know where you can watch the movie in theaters. Should be pretty cool. Oh yeah, I'd like to. I still, I still have that on VHS. Oh really? Should, yeah. I'll just watch. I'll just watch it on there. But no, I'd love to go see that in a theater. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's on February seventh. They're showing the Japanese version with English subtitles, which I would prefer actually. Of course. And then on the eighth, they're showing the English dub. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I would settle for that if I had to. Yeah. So check that out if you want to uh, check out Ghost in the Shell. Now, cool. now on to video game news. Um, yeah. China. It's been a while since we talked about Pokemon Go. Is anyone still playing? Do you know? Like, do you know anyone that still um, plays Pokemon Go? I stopped having never started. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never got into first gear on that one either. But um, I, I guess China is, and this is endemic of all augmented reality games, um, they have banned Pokemon Go. They're not allowing it. They, they are calling it a risk to its national security. What? Yeah. So like, they have a games panel um, called the China Audio Video Digital Publishing Association. And it's saying that augmented reality games, specifically Pokemon Go, create a threat to geographical information security and the threat to transport and the personal safety of consumers. Uh, huh. Okay. And they, All right. And they, yep, and they also don't like that Google Maps uh, is used as a service to track a player's location. Um, and I, 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 I guess see. they block that. I think they, I think that's blocked in China. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, they've cut it out. And, um, and and I and I also think it's probably a lot of, well, that's a good idea. We'll just have our own companies develop it and have our people play it, because they 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 have some games that are very similar to it that have Chinese developers have come up with called. There's a game called City of Elves or City Elves, and okay. uh, some other a couple other games basically that they do allow in China, um, but uh, you know I guess they're just they don't like uh, Pokemon Go. I really wonder what they're... Are they afraid, like, their enemies are going to monitor troop movements? Like, we're going to know where their soldiers are massing or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got a missile silo next to the yellow gym. Like, I I, I don't know. (laughs) If the makers of Pokemon Go are smart, they would would get Trump to to make a deal with the Chinese to force them to allow Pokemon Go. Yeah, and and build a wall. (laughs) Yeah, and build a wall around... (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So if you're really worried about security, you build a wall, and you're going to pay for it. Um, <laughs> so that is that, and my last story is also video game related. So I still have not gotten my hands on the NES Classic. Uh, oh man! I told my family do not. Buy, they knew I really wanted one, but that was like do not pay more than sticker price for it. If you can't get it, if you know, if you happen to just walk into a Toys R Us or whatever over you know before Christmas and you see one for for fifth sixty bucks, whatever it is, get it. Great, but do not pay these ridiculous prices. And um, so I'm still just waiting for them to, you know, let the inventory catch up with the demand. And uh, but it seems that people have already hacked it. And oh yeah, so people have already hacked it um, in order to add, you know, because I guess the knock. Well, one of the several knocks, aside from the uh, the wired controller, is that it only comes with 30 games pre-installed. So uh, hackers have figured out how to add games to add games to it, basically. I see. Okay. So it has the memory for additional ga- storage, or it has storage capacity for additional games, it would seem. Yeah. So basically what, what it comes down to is you, um, y- you basically upload your console's memory to your PC. You add extra ROM files. And then re-upload all of that back to the NAS Classic. So, basically, at the end of the day, you end you end up with whatever, however many more, you know, however many games you were able to add, um, and however many the I, I don't know how many it will hold, but you know, I'm sure it, it, these guys have figured that out too. 
Um, and someone, I guess, went on Twitter and posted the, the code to, to, to do it. Um, but what's funny is that, I guess, Nintendo put a little note in there for hackers. They knew it would get hacked. So they just put a little note in there that says, this is, this is Hanafuda Captain speaking, launching emulation in 321. Many efforts, tears, and countless hours have been put into this jewel. So please keep this place tidied up and don't break anything. Cheers, the Hanafuda Captain. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. They le- yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Basically, Hanafuda being an homage to the Hanafuda cards that Nintendo sold before yep. before becoming a video game company. Right, so, right, right, uh, right. So, yeah. So, they basically knew it was going to happen. They just basically were like, all right, we knew we were going to get here at some point. Just letting you know, man. All right. Just be cool, you know? <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's pretty I, – I don't know why. I would not have expected something like that from Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, I guess, okay, so I guess it says here that the operating system has a hard limit of 60 games. Okay, all right. So you can kind of flash it with a 60 games of your choosing, but you're not going to get past that, that limit. Yeah, which begs, which actually brings to, like, I mean, so that makes me wonder why, if it has a hard, if it has a limit of 60 games, why did it only ship with 30? Well, they want to sell you 30 more. I, you know. I mean, if, I, yeah, I mean, if that's possible, I, I, I mean... I, 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 I don't know. Is there any interface on the thing for loading more stuff? Or, or I, have, is that just... I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But, I mean, it's shitty if it, do, if it if there isn't. You know, I mean, I guess I guess I, I understand from a capitalistic point of view that, yeah, you can, I mean, not just sell you 30 more games, but you can swap out games. You know what I'm saying? If, if you know you're never going to play, like, 15 of the games that are preloaded, if you can go, you know download you know another game for a buck or two bucks and just swap them out i would do that you know but if it's just 30 and that's 30 and unless you like get in there and hack it it's stuck with 30 forever that's pretty stupid yeah well maybe they're going to release an nes classic plus that has 60 games you know down the line and they're just gonna release the same product with more stuff loaded on it that would be shitty to whoever bought it. <laughs> it would, especially if you're that paid like, idiots that paid like two hundred bucks for it. You know, I, I mean, whatever consumer gadget you want, just wait. Just do do not be gouged. You don't need this. Job. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you've got like if you got like money and <laughs> if you just got scads of money, you don't give a crap. That's one thing, I guess. But yeah, it it's, seems stupid to do. Especially that. something like this, where like, dude, I mean, I've waited twenty five years. Like, I haven't played these games in twenty years. I can wait another three months, you know? Like, I don't need to play Mario Brothers right now. I can wait until it's 60 bucks instead of 200 Right, right. So, yeah, so that rounds out my news. All right, that was a full basket of news, and we had some nice, uh, nice conversations around that news. Absolutely. So. All right, good luck getting that, uh, that hot consumer item. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's like almost at the point where I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this doesn't portend like a total disaster coming our way for the uh, the NX, which I actually do want. Well, yeah, I mean that, that's at least new a new platform, you know what I'm saying, or conceivably, and new games and new, you know. But I, I don't, you know, I beat Super Mario Brothers a million times, you know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to play it again, you know, for for the old school. But I can actually go on Google right now and play play it if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, are are they upscaled though? Do they look better on the on TV than than some emulated version typically? Or 
Well, here's the problem that that that's the other issue is that like okay, so over Christmas, my brother and I we got um, we got the Sega Genesis one, and we got the Atari one as well, and they look like absolute shit on my 4K TV. Uh, I, I mean to okay. the I'm, I mean to the point that like it's really it's it's like some games it's hard to even figure out what the hell's going on like what you're looking at because it's like that bad gra- you know the, that backwards of, of graphics right right so I, I don't know what it's gonna look like on my on my 4K yeah that's kind of the bitch like classic stuff looks like total garbage on uh, on a very high res TV yeah. so well at least this the, the NES I guess comes with an HDMI cable so that gives me a little hope. But the other ones did did not come with. They, they don't have any HDMI inputs. It's just like the the red and yellow. Oh man! Yeah, yuck! Yeah, so they were terrible. And th- those were officially sanctioned by Sega and Atari. Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actual. Wow. Yeah, I think it's the Atari Throwback something and the Sega Genesis something. I, I, I forget what it is, but yeah. No, nobody thought to plug those into a modern TV. I guess they're cheaper. They're they're like thirty bucks. I think they're forty sticker price, but they were like on sale for thirty over Christmas. Okay, um, okay. And um, so for thirty bucks, no big deal. But like, like I said, they had the wireless, and and I was like touting the fact that it was so awesome that they had the wireless uh, controllers. But those wireless controllers, man, they have like a radius of like three feet. Like, oh no, you you, you, you <laughs> have to sucks. you have to keep them like directly pointed at the little sensor, or like nothing happens. <laughs> Uh, lame. Yeah, like my brother and I tried to play Mortal Kombat, and you know how the hell you like, you, you know, when you play Mortal Kombat, you move the freaking joystick all over the place, you know, uh, when you're trying to do the yep. moves and stuff, and like it just it was not working well. Man, huh? Okay, well, uh, I think I will forego the classic systems for now and just strategize how I'm going to get the NX. Yeah, move on to the move on to the NX generation or. Whatever. Yes, I, I, <laughs> of Nintendo I systems. That. I would do that. All right. What's funny to me too is that like I I'm on like on my on Facebook I'm on like one of these like local buy sell groups. Are you in any of those, Tom? Uh, I am not. No, I didn't even know that was like a thing now in Facebook. So yeah, right times. yeah. This is Broward Dade County. Like people just go on there. It's like almost like a Craigslist, but it's like a local sort of. Cra- you know what I mean? Like. It's just people in your area that go on and like, oh, I've got to sell my furniture. I'm moving or whatever, and they post stuff. Um, oh, okay. And it's funny how like before Christmas, there was a bunch of people like trying to sell those NES classics for like two hundred, three hundred bucks, and people were like absolutely flaming them on, on you know, on the on the Facebook posts or whatever. And you know, a lot of people like were upset, but then some people were on there and they're like, listen, if these people want to stand in line. And, you know, however they got it, you know, I'm sure they worked hard to get it. If, and if someone's willing to pay for it, then who are you to say, like, you know, they're dickheads for whatever? Which I agree with. Look, I mean, if, if you're if you have something that people are willing to pay for, hey, whatever, you know, that's the law of supply and demand. But then um, I guess, like, afterwards it was funny seeing, like, people still posting right after Christmas. Like, trying like a bunch of people didn't sell them. And I, I don't think they're selling anymore, so... I mean that's that's kind of their comeuppance, you know. Yeah, did they keep did they keep you from get being able to walk in the store and buy one by scooping them all up to try to try to cash in? Yeah, but now look now they're stuck holding them. Right. So. Yep. 
they got theirs in the end, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's great to do something like make a Facebook post, but really the way you discourage that behavior is just by not buying it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let them just, let them just suck up the inventory. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Madness. Madness over that thing. I don't know what the hell Nintendo was thinking. They're leaving money on the table. Leaving it all on the table. All right, I guess that's the news then. Anything else? That is. No, that's about it. Okay, that brings us then at last to tonight's topic. And I, I guess a good segue from news is, uh, and not that this necessarily got me thinking of the topic, but um, today our uh, president, who is a uh, bazillionaire a businessman, uh, detailed his plan for divesting himself of his business interests or or, se- or at least uh, separating himself from his business interests such that there would not be a conflict of interest while he's in office. Yeah. And that really got me thinking about like, you know, this notion of like these, these billionaire types being looked to for leadership outside the business realm. And that really got, and I'm like, well, how can I put a geeky spin on this? Well, the obvious angle on it is, we know from comics that there are uh, you can bring up Tony Stark in the Marvel verse, and then of course Bruce Wayne in the uh, DC universe. These are these successful businessmen who really don't seem to spend a lot of time running their businesses <laughs> and uh, devote most of their time to fighting crime. And I was trying to think of sort of analogs in the real world to people like that, people who they're they've done really well for themselves so they're going to impact the world in some meaningful way obviously uh we're not going to see like a trump you know we'll go around with a batman costume on at least i would hope not (laughs) but uh thought we'd kind of discuss if you wanted to bring up more comic book examples that's fine but maybe what sort of the equivalent of the billionaire crime fighter superhero is in the real world and maybe some examples and uh what good these people do. You mentioned J.K. Rowling as an example. I don't know that she's a billionaire, but she's definitely wealthy. Oh, I think she is a billionaire. Um, I think I, I think when I was in uh, when I was in the U.K. Uh, over the basically over the summertime, uh, we went to a lot of the J.K. Rowling haunts in like England, Scotland, whatever, and uh, it. Our tour guide told, I mean, I look, it's the tour guide telling us, is I, I don't know, like, I, I didn't research whether or not this is true, but basically, uh, J.K. Rowling is the richest person, I believe, in the UK, or would be the richest person in the UK if she did not give so much money away to charity. She gives, wow, like, something, really? uh, like, yeah, yeah, she gives, like, hundreds of millions of dollars away, um, and that's, like, not even ex- an exaggeration. She, she gives tons and tons of money away. Um, and I, I, cause I remember, I, I remember years ago, even like more than like 10 years ago, uh, like when, when her, just when the books were out, when the movie started coming out, she was already, I think second richest to the queen, I guess. Oh my. Wow. Or it might've been second richest woman to the queen. Uh, maybe not richest person, but second richest woman. Um, and then, you know, obviously that, that juggernaut has just rolled, you know, for the last 10, 15 years. Um, so yeah, she's definitely in the billions and she's definitely, like I said, something along the lines of like giving away like half her net worth, um, already to people while she's alive. I I know a lot of these billionaires, they've given a lot of money, their money away, but it's like after they die, you know, um, she's giving it away now. (laughs) 
And wow. Like, like I think Bill Gates pledged all his money to Berkshire Hathaway or something like that to, to, to once he dies. But, I mean, that's great when you die. Who knows what's, you know, who knows what, if any, will be left, you know? Um, so, I don't know. She's really making a difference now. And, and I think it speaks to the fact that she had a very humble beginning where, you know, she was a single mother she would sit in a coffee shop for the heat and, you know, buy one cup of coffee and write, uh, write on napkins to, to write Harry Potter. Um, and now that she's got money, she's, you know, making sure that people don't have to do that. Yeah, that's, I, that's interesting because she, so she breaks from the mold of, uh, these, these comic book heroes I mentioned. These, these were people who were born into money and never knew what it was to suffer. Right. And uh, here's a person who came from very humble beginnings. I, I believe she was on uh, government assistance even for a while. Was yes. one of the. Yes. I say that because I know she's defended government assistance programs as being essential. Yep. Um, so that's interesting. So so no, knowing suffering in this life, she's not content to wait until she's <laughs> she's uh, moved on to the next. She she wants to help people while she's here. That's. I think I don't know. What, 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 let's say you became a quadzillionaire tomorrow, uh, Cam. What would you leave a massive, uh, you know, endowment or something, or would you want to take active action while you were alive still? Um, I would definitely take action while I was alive. I would set up, you know. But see, I, I'm I'm the type of guy that's like, you know, you give a person a fish they eat for a day, you teach them how to fish they eat for life, you know. And so right. I would want to set up some sort of endowment program for, you know, several different things, you know, to help children, to help, you know, certain diseases, to help animals, things like that. But I would want it to be a renewable, continued resource that would continue to help, not just, oh, I'm going to cut a check and then who knows what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah. I would want to set up, uh, and, I, and I, I, I don't even like to use the word foundation because I feel like foundations, to me, it's like foundations are sleazy. If you really look at a lot of them, I mean, it's like, they end up being just bloated hierarchical organizations that just benefit the people that are at the top almost, you know? Well, yeah, the officers are allowed to take a certain amount of compensation. So they do basically, right? Right. So like you've got these CEOs that are making millions of dollars and directors and whatever, and you know, getting making a ton of money, money that should be going to help whatever the charity is supposed to be helping. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And, right. I, I don't like that. Uh, I mean, I do understand it, you know, especially being from the corporate world. I understand that if you want to attract talent, you have to pay talent and that's fine. Right. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, I think a lot of that can be negated or at least combated in some way um, where, you know, look, you don't need to have, you know, the, the number one CEO out of Harvard or whatever, to, to be running your, 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 your charity, you know, you can find someone that's, that's good and pay them a decent wage, um, and, and maximize the fact that, you know, maximize the dollars that are going to, to your charity. So that's what I would want to do. I'd, I'd, I'd want to set up a bunch of different, you know, things that would really help people put them to work, you know, give them a sense of purpose, uh, you know, take care of the sick, the weak, the people that can't take care of themselves, um, and, you know, set up, you know, an endowment to do that basically. Okay. That's, uh, that's a sound approach. And I think, um, that alone rates you getting, uh, 
wealthy overnight. So. <laughs> well, I, I, here's the thing. I'm a simple guy. I don't really need a lot. You know, like I, I you know, I, I don't, if I had billions of dollars, I wouldn't have like a solid gold toilet. You know what I mean? I wouldn't live in a big freaking mansion that took up all kinds of energy and whatever. Like I would, right. I would live in a nice place. It would be, you know, super eco-friendly. I drive a Tesla, you know, I, you know, I, I would, I would, yeah, I, I would like nice things, but they would all be things that would be good for the environment or at least less impactful than, you know, a, a supercar that gets four miles to the gallon. Right. And, you know, and, and I would want to spend my money, A, on traveling and taking care of my family and then B, on things that make the world better, you know, Sp- you know, space exploration, uh, yeah. you know, environmental, you know, helping the environment, uh, you know, putting people to work, get, giving people a, a hand up, you know, a hand up, not a handout, basically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting that you mentioned those examples, uh, these sort of aspirational examples. So you've got uh, the Rowling-esque approach, which is to like help people uh, uh, improve improve their lot in life. And then you've got kind of the, I wouldn't call what Elon Musk does philanthropy because he's actually set up businesses. Like he's used his influence and money to set up other businesses to accomplish these lofty goals. For example, SpaceX isn't a charity. It's a well, although a lot of wealthy people are pouring some investment money into it right now, the, the, the notion is that it's going to be a viable company. Right. But it's pushing humanity forward at the same time. It has a mission of, you know, at some point being profitable, but also doing good. Yeah, and, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, all his companies, Tesla, SpaceX, the, uh, that solar one or whatever, they're all, they're all to help humanity in terms of pushing the technology forward in those different arenas, you know? And yeah, I mean, if he's going to make a buck off of it, I don't have a problem with that because you know what? There's plenty of people that have made way more money off way worse things. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at like the, you know, the, the, all the oil companies and all these other, you know, if he's going to make money on solar, awesome. Because you know what? That's going to make solar accessible to the Joe Schmo and it's going to make yeah, it yeah. E- easy, easy to get cheap, to, cheap to have. And, and, and it's going to help the, you know, ultimately going to help the world. And so that's fine. I have zero problem with that. Yeah, me too. I mean, and it's not, and he's like uh, insulated from any accusations of being like a, an anti-capitalist or, you know what I mean? Like right. if you get too charitable, people get suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely. Yeah. Uh, but he's, it's interesting. He's, he's sort of fighting these kind of um, entrenched, uh, energy interest let's just say by by creating his own you know countervailing interests uh and if you get enough you get enough of the business community behind solar power they're like actively competing with uh oil instead of depending on kind of government subsidies and that kind of thing um yeah yeah. you could lobby out of existence yeah and you know it's just it's disgusting to me the 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 uh the oil lobby you know and, oh, and, yeah. and like the fracking and all. I mean, look, it, it's it's not it, it's it's asinine to me that people can actually deny the fact that fossil fuels have not had a severely <laughs> del- deleterious effect on the on the world. You right. Know? And, and, and their answer to that is to just keep going to make it worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It just right. does not make sense when it's so clear that the science, the hard science is there that a 
fossil fuels have fucked us up and continue to fuck us up and will fuck us up even more if we keep using them. Especially fracking, which it's no, like, surprise that in all these places where fracking is going on, you're having all these earthquakes and you're having all these natural disasters. <laughs> I mean, are people not understanding that that's why it's happening? It makes no sense. And then on top of that, it's hard science that the energy of the sun could power every corner of this earth. You know what I'm saying? If we were to, yep. if we were to harness it correctly, I mean, it, it would, it, it, uh, like a hundredfold. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so... We so easily could power everything in the world just on the sun, and and proper you know with with the proper solar panels and the proper batteries we could power everything easily. But yeah, but you know <laughs> there no one's figured out how to monetize it yet, so it it gets buried in, on the pile by by all these fucking lobbyists and and the, you know the politicians. It does, and so and so and so. What is a uh what is a billionaire seeking change to do but take the uh, Batman or Tony Stark approach and, you know, if the law won't handle it, I'll go outside the law. And, you know, use their tremendous influence to fix the problem outside the system, right? Because Gotham can't clean itself up, right? So the, I'll just go ahead and do it myself. I'll, I'll, I'll act against these, these forces of stagnation and, uh, you know, self, self-serving backwardness, right? Well, that's why I'm such a huge fan of Elon Musk is because he is... Basically, was like, all right, look, government, you're not going to do anything. Uh, you know, obviously, the people in power in the uh, you know industry are not going to do anything. Well, I'm going to start my own fucking company, and how about that? And we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And so he is, you know, putting a lot of money, and unfortunately, it's had some setbacks. Uh, that his sure his uh, solar farm or whatever that that solar company has had some issues, but. Hopefully he can, with the help of his investors and whatever, he can continue to persevere until it gets to, to a point where it's viable and it, 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 it it's it's making it's you know it's cash flow positive. Um, but he basically, I mean, to me that is a superhero. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't need to put a cape on and and, and you know, right. run around. I mean, he's basically gone outside of the system and said, "Look, I'm going to start my own company, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it in a." you know, in a way that's going to help the world and help the economy and help, you know, put people to work. It's going to put people, uh, uh, basically help people save money on their power bills because, you know, when you're getting solar, you can actually sell the power back to the power company and it's, it's clean, you know, and hopefully it'll catch on and then everyone will have it and everyone will say, screw you to the nuclear power plants and to the coal miners and the, you know, and all these, and not look, not that there's anything wrong with you know i would never want to tell say anyone like okay you wasted your life as a coal miner people need jobs i i get that sure. you know you need to put food on the table if that's going to a mine and, and and mining it fine that's a hard working american the problem is they're being exploited by the coal lobby and the coal owners you know what i'm saying yes who, yes. who know that coal is killing the you know killing killing the environment who know that fossil fuels are killing the environment and yet we continue to use them yeah, and so the solution is like that's why I think an approach of like just altering industry is more impactful. It's like the you know the the adage you brought up about uh, teaching someone to fish versus giving them fish, uh, but on steroids. Like, sure, I could set up some you know uh, endowment or some foundation that just or some foundation that just hands out money. But if I actually reshape industry, if I change the direction of human endeavor, you know, I, I will. That's gonna tra- that's gonna change the course of history. Now we're going away from the guy going in, like 
digging rocks out of the ground to burn um and towards something else i'm i'm it's disruption in a good way you know yep and and i i look we've talked about this before I, i i truly believe that given choice a and choice b a person will choose the cheapest option which, yes. which, which just makes sense. I mean, we're all self-motivated. We're all self-interest. So, yeah, there are a few people that would be like, okay, it cost me $5 for this, for the cheaper option, and $10 for the cleaner option. I'll pay the $10 because I care about the environment. There are plenty of people that would do that, but it's it's a small percentage compared to the people who would say, no, I'm just going to pay the 5 bucks." And that's not because they're assholes. It's not because they're jerks. Well, maybe some of them are, but I, I don't think it has to do with that. It's just... They've got, you know, they got kids to feed. They got bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? So, but I also truly believe that regardless of that, if you give those same options and they're both $5 and one of them is better for the environment and the other is not, they're going to always, pretty 99% of them are going to go with the one that is good for the environment, you know? So you have to make it easy on the public to, to, to make that choice. And so I highly, highly applaud, uh, Elon Musk for, for trying to do that. Me too. Me too. He is a real world uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes, and I'm going to. What have you? I'm going to buy his Tesla three when it comes out this year. So, excellent. I, I will support him, and but with my dollars. It really does feel like you're voting with your dollars, right? Yeah, I mean that's basically what you're. I mean, it's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, let's not forget the. <laughs> Let's not forget the most selfless uh, servant of humanity, Common- <laughs> who is also a uh, what's that? Commandant Trump is that who you're talking about? Yeah, Commandant Trump. Yes. <laughs> who? Uh, I continue to have like a mixed bag of emotions about the guy. He did announce like uh, he had that he actually, to his credit, stepped aside and let this spokesperson come out, yeah. who is from the law firm, who's helping him like untangle all this stuff. Uh, and she flat, one of the things she said was that all of the earnings from his overseas hotels, like so, if like a Russian delegation stays at a Trump Tower or something like that, which would you know amount to money going to him, any proceeds from foreign governments uh, staying at any of his properties would go would be those those funds would be turned immediately over to um, uh, oh for crying out loud the Treasury who, who whichever government entity it is that actually collects our money the Department of Treasury probably yeah. Yeah, so it'd be signed over basically to the U.S., which I thought, symbolically at least, was was encouraging. Yeah, what's funny is that, like, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I just saw it on Facebook before we, we came on, was that firm, that law firm, uh, is, like, really, like, getting a lot of buzz, you know, because they were, like, had such a, a big hand in this press conference and all that or whatever. Sure, uh, yeah. But that, that law firm, I guess, A, just... Like and again, I don't know if this is substantiated or not, but apparently it won like Russian law firm of the year or something like that. So something. Oh no! What? So, so, yeah, something ridiculous like that. Like it's yeah, yeah. I mean that that is a huge, huge firm. Um, I know that firm because I believe I'm pretty positive that I I interviewed with them right after right out of law school. Oh wow! So they're like they would be considered big law uh yeah yeah say. no they, they they are like yeah one of the largest law firms in the world not just the country uh, okay i ended up at Huge a law. firm not much smaller than that but i believe that during either during my on-campus interviewing with in in law school or even after law school or like i believe during law school i interviewed with them 
Um, I didn't get a callback or whatever. I, I, I never like it didn't go anywhere, but I believe I had an interview with them. Wow. Um, you, but, I mean, you went to a you went to a prestigious school and are, and are no slouch, so that, that must speak to their uh, selectivity. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, they hire like the top like one percent of the country, basically. You know, oh, wow. law firm. Okay. Yeah. That that is a huge, 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 major, major player like law firm. And uh, but yeah, I, I believe, I believe, and, and you know, again, this is from Facebook, so who who <laughs> knows what the hell if it's true or not? But they won some award, Russian law firm award or whatever, which is funny to me. I thought, but. Oh, just one, one more tie to Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then some. There was also some video where, like, that came out today about Trump, like three or four years ago, talking about his relationship with with Putin, and and like, like claiming, like you know, like praising Putin. And then didn't he say recently, like he, he like he had no relationship with Putin or something like that? Yeah, like we're not buddies, but or uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But then he was. Uh... See. For putting a nerdy spin on it, I, I'm still not sure if this guy is a Tony Stark or a Lex Luthor or a little of both, <laughs> uh, uh, or a Bizarro. I, yeah. I, I really can't, I really can't quite quantify him because he was always a he was always a goofy showman, and now he's our president. <laughs> That's bizarre to me. Well, so, okay, so I feel like the 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 personality that you have to have to rise to that level of politics i mean they're pretty much one and the same you know when it you know, to trump you know what i mean trump's a little more we the thing is we just know more about trump you know what i'm saying like trump has been a household name since i was a little kid yeah, you know like yeah. he's just a, a very brash out there guy and he is a a amazing self promoter you know what i mean he knows how to get in the news and he knows how to stay in the news and that's why he's stayed relevant for f- what fifty years, forty years. You know what I mean? Like Trump was Trump was a, a big deal. Like when I was a little kid, and so even before that, you know. And so, what is he in his sixties now? Yeah, and, or seventy, and, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and he's been a big deal since like he was a, he was a kid, you know, like in his twenties or whatever. So the guy has been able to stay relevant and and in the limelight for all this time. It's just that we have so much information and we know so much about him. I'm not, I'm not convinced that if we really had access to everything, like on all these politicians, that it, we we we'd be able to find all that kind of shit on them too. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. just that they weren't celebrities before they became politicians, and and we so you, and, and and they weren't so much in the media. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, so. Whereas it's interesting. So again, again, to, to go back to like the superhero thing, whereas your average politician might have an alter ego, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, Trump's just out there. Like he, he's in his bad costume all the time. So does that insulate him from criticism or, or does that insulate him from people being surprised when they find out like troubling things about him yeah. because he's been so out there? Yeah. He, yeah. He's the superhero with no, no secret identity. I mean, he just is who he is. You know, I think, I think, I think, pretty much everyone knows Trump is a brash, foul mouth, <laughs> you know, misogynistic old boy club, white, rich guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that, that's just who he yeah. is. You know, he's a, he is, a, he is like Gordon Gecko from wall street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he really he, is. He yeah. is who he is, you know? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. that. That's just who he is. 
And so no one there there should be no illusions when these things come out that oh Trump did this or Trump did that. There, why are you surprised at this point? You know what I'm saying? Like if you come out with something about like oh Obama, you know, did this or that, I'd be surprised because Obama doesn't, you know, he comes across as a very straight-laced, you know, dignified guy that you know keeps his cool, you know? If I found right. out that he got like in a you know, he robbed a guy for, you know, a six pack of beer or something like that. I'd be like, wow, that's doesn't really. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, <laughs> sure. holy shit, you know, or, you know, he grabbed some girl by the vagina, you know, whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah, that would make me surprised. But with, with Trump, it, it doesn't make me surprised. Now to your question, I think, yeah, that's sort of like, it's almost like he gives him a pass, you know, like, like it, it doesn't <laughs> give him a pass, but it's just like, oh, that's just Trump. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he he wears a cape, but nothing. He, he like he's naked except his cape. He just comes walking out with his manhood swinging in the wind. Right, right. It, I'm Trump, man. Oh God, here he is again. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. You saw the. I'm sure you saw like the South Park movie, the the original one. Yeah, where, yeah. where it was like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, not Osama bin Laden. The 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 guy from the, the, the Hussein. Yeah, Saddam yeah. Hussein. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. come on, buddy, relax. Ah, buddy, you know. <laughs> I just feel like just, that's that's like Trump. You know what I mean? Like, ah, yeah, it's all right. It, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be good. It'll be huge. Don't worry. Uh, uh, believe me, it'll be fine. Believe me, I, I'm gonna do a good job. And it's and people like accept it. Yeah, they're just like yeah. they're, they're like okay, okay, okay. You definitely have billions of dollars of in contracts in Russia. Like we have the paperwork right here. Right. No, no, I don't. Come on, buddy. No, I don't. Ah, no, buddy, it's okay. No. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> why don't you take a look at this? Like, look at my Mar-a-Lago. Like, you know how to right? You just right. like just just put you in a different direction, and you're like, okay. The Mexican government is on record saying they will not pay for the wall. Come on, buddy. Just give it a chance. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I believe, I completely believe that that's like, that's just what it is. I mean, he, but I mean, th- w- like that's a lot of politicians. You know what I'm saying? It's just at a, on, on a much like less scale. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got a, they 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 have a cape and, and a cowl, and they 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 hide their they they've got their political face, and then they've got their kind of behind the scenes face, and there is no separation between the two. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's always in costume. Absolutely. I mean, and, and and I hate to harp on it, but like even like Hillary, you know. I don't think Hillary would have been any better. I mean, look at those videos of her, like, you know, she's saying, oh, we got to get rid of these big business interests and blah, 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 blah. And then you, they, then then a video comes out of her telling all these big hedge fund guys, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. What I say in the public, that doesn't mean anything. I'm, I'm on your side. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, don't worry. I'm going to take care of you guys and, and, and big business. Right. Like, yeah, by the way, thanks for the $500,000 speaking uh, right. <laughs> fee right. at your hedge fund. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. But yeah, that, that, was, that was a tough... That was a tough one for me to swallow. She was, she was some anti-corporate uh, yeah. champion of the everyman. No, yeah. no chance. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. Not only that, but I mean, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I know I'm getting probed by the FBI and the Department of Justice. And, you know, but when my husband, you know, he got off our plane and went and went and spoke with the head of the Department of Justice and, and her plane, they, they were just talking about our kids and our grandkids. <laughs> that was so Yeah, they were, just, so weird. they were just shooting the shit, like, no big deal. You know, like, come on. Yeah, that was uh, ugh, that, to say that was unseemly is a, is an understatement. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, it's the thing. They all do it. It's just Trump is just for whatever reason. Well, not for whatever reason. I know what reason is. He just rubs people the wrong way, 
uh, even more so than most. Po- I mean, most politicians do it, but they sort of do it with a smile on their face, you know, and like they'll pick your pocket while they're giving you, you know, a hug or whatever. Whereas Trump, right, right. Trump just gives you an elbow to the face and takes your wallet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he just he just doesn't give a shit. Uh, which you know, almost I kind of I kind of respect that more. You know what I mean? If you're gonna mug me, at least do it to my face. Don't pick my pocket when I'm looking the other way. You know? Yeah, I, I at least I know where I stand. You know, shit. So I'm trying to think of a villain that he, if you view him as a villain, if you view him as a, if you were gonna pick a superhero, I think he'd be more Stark than Wayne. If if you view him as a hero, but if you view him as a villain, I'm trying to think of like a one that flaunts his wealth. Uh, does, is Luthor is not Lex Luthor is not at all shy about flaunting his like business prowess and his yeah but Luthor's more of like the ex, an eccentric like he really doesn't care about money it's more of like a, yeah. a, a like a means to an end to me he's more of like a kingpin you know like ooh like, there like you go daredevil, there you go daredevil kingpin yeah 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 somebody that revels in the wealth and, and like flaunts the power yeah yeah okay okay definitely more of a kingpin yeah and i mean even tony stark though but you know you know tony stark like still had sort of a heart of gold you know what i mean like yeah he was like that brash whatever but like you know at the end of the day he 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 was a good guy you know well again i qualified that with if you view him as a hero <laughs> he's, yeah. he's more in that vein because if you view him as having a heart of gold his his brashness and genitalia grabbing is all just him being a oh that's tony for you but you know what i bet you i bet you if like if, if, if just say for whatever reason you were you happen to be at a bar one night or, or like at a hotel like way out somewhere and it was just like you and Trump like you guys were stuck there in an ice storm or something at a bar I bet you that guy is probably the best guy to hang out with you know what I'm saying I bet you if you sat there and got drunk with him you'd think that Trump was the best guy in the world you know you think he's just got it yeah and, probably and, and, probably and, and I bet you he probably does really have like good bones in his body like I mean he has like you know, I, I I really like his daughter. I think she's awesome. You know what I mean? Not just I mean she's she's gorgeous, but like that's <laughs> right, that's right, not right. that's not why I like her. I mean, I, I just this, a lot of the stuff that she's done is great. You know, and I think she has her head on straight. I think she's extremely bright. I think she's extremely like savvy business wise. I mean, obviously, you know, if, if Trump's your dad, like you're gonna by osmosis just get some of that. But I think just in general, like she she's just a very smart, just really like seems like a really good person. I mean, I don't know her, obviously. She could be a total a-hole. But, like, sure, sure. she just she just comes off as a very, very smart, very well-put-together, very, uh, you know, tough, savvy business person on top of being, you know, Donald Trump's daughter. I mean, even aside from that, like, if you didn't even... If she wasn't a Trump, like, I, I would think that. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, I feel like you don't make that... Like, you don't have that kind of daughter if you are all bad. You know, maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but well, no, that, that actually, uh, during one of the debates that, that was the point Hillary Clinton made. She's like, you've got really good kids. So <laughs> something about you must not be shitty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't know about his son or whatever his sons. I, I don't know much about that. Well, his sons are taking over the business. So, yeah. Uh, I think his daughter is going to have a place in the government or something, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, 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 I think so, too. But I, all I remember is that, that Baron kid, the, the one Baron is his name, 
when when Trump did when Trump did his like acceptance speech or whatever, he was just making those stupid faces in the background. <laughs> was he a little kid or is he? Yeah, an adult? no, he's like a little kid. He looked like a little prick too. I don't know if it was if it was. His, <laughs> I don't think it was his grandson. It was his actual son. Um, with you know like a younger kid. I think he might have been like twelve, thirteen. Or Baron Trump. That I just remember him like in the background thinking like God, that kid is, looks like a little jerk. Look this kid, but who knows? Is it actually Baron like the title Baron Trump? No, no, I think like that's his name, Baron. Yeah, I'm trying to look him up. Like, is that? Is he na- oh, yeah, I did see this kid. Yeah, I I just thought he was like I don't know what the I thought he had no idea what he was supposed to be doing. Like, why am I why am I standing behind my dad? Like, what a, I, I want to play Pokemon Go. I want to play Minecraft. What do I do it up here? <laughs> he, I just remember, like his face in the background was just—he just looked like he was like, "God damn it, I don't want to be here. Fuck this shit." Yeah, like, like he, he looks so disinterested. I mean, he's twelve. What do you? Who the hell? A twelve-year-old doesn't give a crap. Yeah, yeah dad's president. What, what else is there? <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Anyway, okay. I I hope basically you you realize that, uh, or, or, or it dawned on you and the audience by now that kind of. There's really no not talking about our president-elect when you, if you're talking about this kind of a personality. Um, yeah. So I'm really I'm really curious to see how I'm really curious to see how things turn out. And I feel man, I feel like we've gotten really political the past few episodes. Like it's it's almost like you can't not talk about this stuff. Well, you know, I, it's funny. Someone posted this thing on Facebook. Uh, like it was something along the lines of, um, "Man, I I really." I, I I really wish Facebook would go back to the days of people posting pictures of their food and their dog, or you know what I mean. Like, and everyone complained about that back in the day. You know what I mean? When it was like, oh, here's my yeah, lunch, yeah. here's my dog, and now it's like all political. It seems like all anyone's talking about, and I guess it makes sense because the election and all that. But I'm just ready, man. I'm ready to be done with that already. Like, let's just move on, man. Let's just go. Let's just. Yeah, I. I, I think, unfortunately, we're in for a uh, sort of four-year, four to eight-year-long. Well, it, it's the other side's turn to throw a temper tantrum for four to eight years. So, yeah, there's always rancor. There's never any. Well, I don't think we'll ever see another president again where most people are just like, "Yeah, he's all right." Yeah, no, but I, I feel like even like, but I, I feel like even with Obama, yeah, there were people that like didn't like him, but it wasn't like, I mean, literally every third post on my feed on my feed is like, "Oh, Obama should be char or." Trump should be charged under the RICO Act. Trump should be impeached. Trump, should, you know, already there people are talking about impeaching him. Like, it's like nonstop anti-Trump. And 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 the only time I remember it being like this was was Bush. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of what I feel like we're going to get back into again. Where it's every day you're going to be hearing about uh, it. You know what I mean? God, I hope not. That's what I'm not looking forward to. I, I you know, it, it, I felt like it was a, it was a, day, a everyday temper tantrum when Bush was in office, and I think we're going to get back to that again. And it was, it was annoying last time. And <laughs> I'm not, I don't even like the guy. I just, uh, I don't know if I can put up with it or not. What do you think that? I mean, do you think that's the, that's a millennial thing? Like they just can't accept the fact that. Yeah, to an extent, I don't. I get. I guess whoever their counterparts were during the Bush presidency. Um, we're the same way. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think for, uh, wow, we're just veering into straight up politics now, but that's fine. <laughs> if, if you characterize 
someone as Lex Luthor, if they are just evil, like what I call elementally evil, you know what I mean? Like their, their element on the periodic table is E for evil. Uh, then you cannot possibly abide them. So you have to, you're compelled to just like hate on them 24 seven. Yeah. And, uh, I think Obama had, there were definitely, there was definitely a segment of the population that was that crap, that had that crappy attitude towards Obama and just viewed him as like pure evil and he's just out to destroy the country, but they were kind of pushed to the margins. Right. Um, I think you're going to be hearing a lot of this for the next four years. And if you should get reelected, oh my God, you know, so uh, I may just, I may just disconnect from like the news and media and just (laughs) ride out the next four years. Well, you know, what's funny is that like, uh, like I wonder like, okay, so say Trump came in, right. And it ushered in a new era of like, he he really did make America great again, right? Like, right, right, so, right. So say Trump comes in, and within like four years, this country is like firing on all cylinders. Everyone's got a great job. The environment's getting better. Things are, you know what I mean? Like every like it, it is a new and great empire in the United States. I I feel like people will still be fucking. Oh, they will. Yeah, you know what I'm they saying? Will. Like. No, even if all even if all empirical evidence is you know points to people's lot being better, yeah, the, the people will just complain based on the myriad reasons they complain about Republicans, you know. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. It's it's funny. I I had a doctor's appointment today, and my doctor like is aghast like that that he got elected. But even he conceded like you know who knows maybe this guy's gonna come in and. Make he'll do what he says, and we'll we'll enter some like new golden age, and I'll be proven wrong. But yeah. uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's so stupid. I think I I don't know if I said this last week, but it's like, you know, if, if I feel like these people are almost wishing for him to fail, and that's just so stupid. I mean, that's like it's like not liking the pilot of your airplane and wishing that he, he fucking crashes it you know what i mean like it, we're all on this plane together now man you just he got like uh, uh, you know he is flying the plane i want him to do the best fucking job possible i i i want i support yeah. I, I want him to do the best job he can i, I want to support him a thousand percent because you know what at the end of the day we're the one that he's gonna he's a billionaire he's gonna be fine you know what right. i mean he's a billionaire right. president now so that means he's going to have secret service for the rest of his life. He's going to be taken care of for the rest of his life, notwithstanding his billions. You know what I'm saying? And yep. so he's got he's got nothing to worry about. But the little guy on the street, you got a lot to worry about. So you better hope that he does a good job, and you better, you know, you should do whatever you can to try to make sure that that happens. Yeah, I I agree, but. Uh... Again, if you've made up your mind that this guy's like Gargamel, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, from the Smurfs, if you've got it in your mind that he's evil, that there's no, we're not on the same team. Like, you'd almost rather see the country crack up, uh, rather, you know, than see him succeed. And I hate, I hate people to think that way. And I, I, even though they were not as in evidence as during Bush, the people who were just digging their heels in and were 100% against Obama just because they hated him. I had no use for them, and I, I really kind of feel the same way about people that won't at least see that we're we're still in this together. You know, we're, we're not in a civil war. We, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to do you know, and I really think we should do an episode at some point about like, I mean, what the fuck, man? Like Facebook, who like 
these people get on Facebook and they they post and post and post and post and then they, and they have like I mean I've seen th- threads with hundreds and hundreds of comments and responses about like you know oh well Bush did this and oh well, well well you know Trump did that and Obama did this and Hillary did that and whatever and it's like that I feel like that doesn't help anything like these people are getting on there and they're wasting all this energy fighting and and, and just just bickering back and forth on Facebook what like. Uh, man, let's let, we can make that our next episode. We yeah. could just call it like, <laughs> you know, plant a, plant a tree. Go give a fucking homeless guy a sandwich. There's so much better, so many better things you could be doing with your time. I agree. Like, oh shit, you, you know from from uh, Ice and Fire, you know, or Game of Thrones, if yeah. you prefer uh, that that saying, "Words are wind." Words are wind. Yes, that's that's the title of the episode, and I say we make that our next one. All right, just, I'm down with that. <laughs> words are wind, and just about basically just spending all of this energy on bitching on you know ineffectively on Facebook and no bickering. No, but here's the kicker, and I'll, I'll well, I should save it for next week, but I'll, I'll I'll use it as a teaser. So like. I saw one of these long threads of these people doing all this or whatever. And so I decide in my jerky, (laughs) jerky fashion to get on there and be like, I just posted on there just very simply. I said something along the lines of look at you guys changing the world or something like that. Right. right? You know, ouch. And like, it's hilarious how fast these people who were just fighting, like just, just biting each other's throats on, on each side, instantly turned on me you know what oh I mean? yeah, then, yeah, then, yeah then they're united against me like oh well what are you doing asshole you know what i mean like they started flaming <laughs> like they, they joined forces they hated each other one second before that and then they immediately joined forces and started flaming me and i was like hey at least i brought you guys together like you know what i mean like <laughs> you you invalidated their uh their uh circle jerk uh yeah civil war so like, Oh my god! Oh god! Yeah, I, 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 I put in one time with something. I think I said, I forgot what what like inane thing people were going on and on about. Not my my reply was these things matter and whole, same with the same result. Yeah, Everybody yeah. like just went berserk on me immediately. Just start attacking you after like they just got done like you know sharp you know just cutting each other up. You know <laughs> exactly makes zero sense. It doesn't, but you know what? We'll. Uh, We'll invite such hatred next week with uh, yeah next week's episode. Words are wind. Episode one forty two. Yeah, we need. Nice. We, I think we need to start like becoming more controversial. Did you see that Martin Screlly? He like posted his on Twitter or something or Facebook. He he was having some kind of Facebook chat and he posted his fo- so, like phone number. And he, what? Yeah, the guy that Martin Screlly, that guy that like yeah the 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 that ghoul or whatever. Yeah, the, the prescription drug. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People like I, I actually know someone. Well, they said they like, they posted on Facebook that they actually got through to him and called him a, an asshole, and the guy called him an asshole back. <laughs> wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, his actions are are freaking indefensible. He, you know, he's if weird. the drug. He's a weird guy, man. He's just a weird if, guy. If the drug price had been like seventeen dollars and had not moved since nineteen seventy five, and you wanted to raise it to thirty dollars, okay, you know that's one thing. But he like did some was it a seven hundred percent increase or something like? Oh yeah, some massive like that. That's just indefensible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he sounds. I, I awesome. mean, I mean, he's a young guy. He's like thirty three. He's a multimillionaire. Like he like. I mean, he's still up on charges for, uh, you know, for this, like, whatever, for whatever, the securities fraud, I guess, for, for that whole thing that he did with the, with the drugs. But the guy just doesn't give a fuck, man. I, I kind of, like, 
I mean, look, I, he's a total scumbag, but I, I kind of respect the guy. I mean, he's just like, whatever. Well, like, I'm sh- what do you got? What are you going to do? You know, like, I, that's right. I was saying sarcastically, he sounds awesome. Like, he, you know, he sounds like a total dickwad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least he uh, sticks to his guns. Um, wow. Inviting people to call you, though, that's <laughs> I don't know. He might be crazy, but maybe we can address that, too, in next week's episode. Yeah. I mean, like I just, I just I just did a quick Google search. I guess he just got kicked off of he got just got kicked off of Twitter and Periscope for making unwanted sexual advances towards a Teen Vogue editor. Or un, it just says un, what? I don't want to say sexual. It just says unwanted advances towards a Teen Vogue editor. So not a, I don't think she's a teenager, but like a te, the Teen Vogue An editor of Teen Vogue. Yeah. He's like, hey, interview me, interview me, interview me. No, these are unwanted advances. I mean, or maybe he was making unwanted book advances. I don't know. That's. I mean, <laughs> the guy just doesn't. All right. The guy just doesn't give a shit, man. Well, we can use him as an example of somebody who uh, breaks the rules of social media by not at all <laughs> listening to to his opponents. Maybe it's pretty funny. Well, I mean, look, yeah. you know, I, I think the I think he got kicked off out of his company. Even I, th- I think like the, that drug is back down to like levels of like affordable levels but that's got to be pretty bad pr man to like th- this is like a life-saving drug and you like <laughs> jack that price up like that well here's the th- here's here's the problem like i and whatever people want to call me an asshole that's fine too i look i don't disagree with like what he said after he did it he's like look i own it i'll charge whatever the hell i want for it you know what i mean i mean that is th- that is the free market society right like sure. if I if I own something, and someone is willing to pay that much, just sort of just like we were talking about with the NES Classic, right? Like if yeah, it's a dick move. I'm not saying it's not a dick move. I'm not saying it's fucking totally shitty. But if I know that someone's willing to pay five thousand dollars for something, why am I selling it for ten dollars? You know, and so. I don't know, man. So that's, uh, you know what I mean? That's that. like, I, I'm not, I, I think what his problem is, is that he went about it the wrong way. Like, I bet you there was a way for him to sort of massage it, like go to the government and say, listen, I got, I got the patent to this. I'm going to sell it for this much money. If you want people to have access to it, well, then you need to, you need to, you, you need to pay me some sort of subsidy or something like that, you know, and make the government pay for it. Um, but then of course, then the taxpayers pay for it. Then people get pissed off that they have to pay for pay for it through their tax dollars. You know, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, if I own something and someone wants to pay me that much for it, it's going to be hard for me to take less just because you think that somebody thinks that I should be paying, you know, selling it for well, less because it's like it, whatever. If there's re- if there's reason based on sound sound research to to think that the market will bear that cost, that's one thing. But he came across as a little bit like a kid with a lemonade stand. Like, you should charge enough for your lemonade so that you can make money. Okay, one thousand dollars for a cup of lemonade. You know, like. No, 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 no. The, the problem is, is that he knew that people would have to pay that because I think he held the patent for it and it was a drug. It's a life-saving drug. Like, people need that drug. It's it's an HIV drug. Oh, uh, right, right. And, and I guess there is no other game in town. Like, it's the only drug that works like that. Right. So he's like, okay, you got HIV? Fine. Well, here's... You want to buy... You want this drug? You want to stay alive? Here. Like, uh, fine. It seems, it, <laughs> it seems pretty oh, criminal. It's super slimy and it's super dick movish, but like... I mean, like it's it's no to me it's no different than the uh, oil these oil conglomerates raising their prices. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
oh, well, yeah. oil's $4, oil went up to $60 a gallon, so now it's going to cost you $4 a gallon at the pump or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and they, demand for demand for oil products has proven to be completely inflexible. Oh, like, no yeah. matter what the price is, people will continue to use to consume pretty much the same amount. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think people could absorb the gas price a little better than like, I'm going to die if I don't have this shit. But Right. <sighs> All right. We'll, maybe we'll bring that up next week too. Yeah. Maybe we'll do another episode called Robber, Robber Barons. Yeah. Screlly. Yeah, we'll do something on him. Screllies. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Anything else? I think we kind of... Yeah, I think we're, I think I we're think good. I think this is a good one. Cool. Well, until words uh, become win next week, I will... Uh, beseech no, i won't beseech i will demand because we own this podcast <laughs> and can charge whatever we want for it uh that our listeners pay us tribute on itunes on stitcher on really any podcasting software you happen to listen to we want all the reviews we want all the stars the plus ones the thumbs up whatever it takes we need to be famous this year so that we can start charging some real money for this yes we are we need our demand to go up so we can start, start <laughs> getting some some, you know, some some money off it now uh like us on facebook like us uh follow us on twitter follow us on instagram uh, all at Nerdstravaganza, uh, Nerdstravaganza uh, Nerd HQ. Um, join that group on Facebook. Uh, also, like us on Facebook, uh, the Nerdstravaganza uh, Facebook page. We have two separate pages, Nerdstravaganza and Nerdstravaganza HQ. Uh, send us an email, or no, I'm sorry, uh, head on over to our website, Nerdstravaganza.com. Uh, check out all of our video content on Nerdstra- uh, on YouTube. Just type Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar and send us an email at Nerdstravaganza at gmail.com and let us know what uh, kind of a dick you think we are. How much of a dick <laughs> How much of a dick you think I am, anyway. Because I would totally pull a squirrely. Oh, man. Cam's awful. He's ruthless. <laughs> I would not for the record. <laughs> all right. Well, all that said, Scrooge McCam, why don't you uh, take us away? Someone tried to rob me money bin. <laughs> I, I wish you could do like a Huey Dewey. Gee whiz, Uncle Scrooge. You just wanted money for your, your price gouging on your drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck was like the ultimate Martin Screlly, I feel like. He probably, oh, yeah, he probably owned the patent to like some, something to get your bill from falling off. <laughs> yeah. And that's how he made all his money. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye until next week, everybody. See ya.